Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey there, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's show, it's a really big show in lots of ways. First of all, the show is an extra long episode, which I'll get to in a second while we did that. And at the end of the show, we're going to be announcing the grand prize winners for our launch contest, where we're going to be giving out gift cards and t-shirts and lots of other fun goodies. So, before we get into all of that, let's go through a few things. First of all, this show is a really long episode because, without giving out too many spoilers, we have Starship Combat in this episode. Now, the Starship Combat is new for everyone. This didn't exist in Pathfinder or obviously Dungeons & Dragons, so this is a brand new system that's new for every single person playing, and it's just a new system. And anytime you have a new system, everyone has to learn how it works, they have to learn the intricacies of it, so we go through it, and the show is a bit of a tutorial for people who have never done Starship Combat. And we actually divided the show up into two segments. We actually started the Starship Combat, and then I think it was actually two weeks later we finished it. So instead of me making this two separate shows, which I thought might be a little boring to having two weeks in a row of Starship Combat, I just combined both shows into one. So we have a couple of rounds of Starship Combat, I explained the rules, then I'm going to give you guys an intermission, go over some fun things, and then we'll pick up the second part where we'll finish up the combat, and then you'll see what ends up happening. So this way, you can decide if you want to listen to the whole thing, you can, you can use it as a tutorial, we get about 95% of the rules right. Um, actually, we do go back and even correct a few mistakes I made. And on top of that, just this week, Paizo released brand new rules for Starship Combat. So, wow. If yeah, go to the online FAQ for Starfinder, they basically made everything way easier. They made all the roles and the DCs. That's the difficulty challenge. They made the Starship commands and maneuvers much easier from the original rules. This is actually not... A small rule change it is a gigantic rule change that really changed the fundamentals of starship combat so make sure you are using the updated FAQ when you guys do starship combat trust me it's not like this is boring or anything these guys rip each other left and right you're gonna have a fun time figuring who's gonna be the captain and boy does he act like a crazy captain and it's it's still a fun episode it just is a little bit more rules heavy than usual just because it's a brand new system and everyone had to learn how it works so on to this week's gm type segment so last week in talking combat jason talked about tpks 
I also asked in last week's show with Eric Mona, why is it that whenever I play a role-playing game, I've had the biggest fights in my entire life in RPG sessions? And I know a lot of people, whenever I say this, this is actually a question they ask everyone, they just sit there and smile and laugh because they have also had those gigantic fights. I'm always trying to understand why role-playing games cause these huge fights. I've actually lost friends over role-playing games, and I'm going to give you guys some fun stories. So first of all, after Jason wrote this article, a whole bunch of people wrote us with their stories. And if you have stories, please write us, because I love reading these, and I've been sending them over to the other guys. One of the stories really stood out. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically, it was back in the 80s. They had a campaign. They found a female vampire, and they were going to go talk to these vampires. While they were doing the negotiations, suddenly a fight broke out, and it looked really grim for everyone, because they were outnumbered significantly. Well, lo and behold, the characters decided not to die, and they did crazy things, including jumping out of windows and doing other insane items to get out of that situation and not get TPK'd, which is a total party kill, which means everyone dies. Sure enough, it turns out in the end that the DM was planning to actually kill off the entire party have them turned into vampires, and then have them role-playing, breaking the curse. But you know what? There's one thing I've learned, especially when it comes to death, is that if you're a DM and you have all these crazy plans, 99% of the time, your players are not going to go with those plans. Especially if one of the plans is, oh, you know, I have this great idea. I'm going to kill everyone off, and then I'll bring them back as vampires. You know what? The characters don't know this. You know what's going to happen? They're going to run for their lives and they're going to fight tooth and nail not to die because they think the game is over. So that is a very, very bad idea. A lot of these stories I've read are very similar. is where the DM had this idea that, of course, they didn't share with the players. And then the players fought the DM tooth and nail. And when they found out what the plan was, they got furious at the DM. And some of them even quit the game. This is very common. I actually have heard this story many times. And now I'm going to tell you one of my stories that happened just a few years ago. A few years ago, we were playing the Karen Crown Adventure Path. And we had, I think, the exact same people that are playing this adventure, except for John. So everyone else was in here. At the end of the very first adventure book, you fight a wizard. Now, these guys are level three. Level 3 characters fighting a level 8 incorporeal wizard with maximized magic missile, empowered magic missile, channel resistance, incorporeal rejuvenation with a ton of hit points. For those of you who don't know Pathfinder, this is all you need to know. They were level 3, this guy's level 8. He's a wizard who flies who is incorporeal, which means you can barely hit him, and if you do, you do half damage. He had a massive amount of hit points. He would fire magic missile, which, by the way, never misses. It does maximum damage. It does empowered damage, which means it did 150% of its damage. It basically can kill you with one hit, if not definitely two hits. And on top of that, he was able to go inside walls. Now, I read this encounter, 
and this guy has an intelligence of 20. So I'm thinking, you know what? This guy is no dope. So what he's going to do is he is going to go all out and just fight to the absolute death and then go inside the walls and hide from the characters. And then I had this idea of how they were going to go into town and there was this very specific item they can get which can make it impossible for him to go into the walls. So what happens? Well, they show up, they fight this guy, they get blasted to pieces, and then he goes into the walls. And they're like, well, now what? And they're just sitting there, and he's just sitting in the wall. He's going to sit there forever. They can't get to him. Now, by the way, there was one other thing. The ghost could not leave the room he was in. Now, of course, the characters didn't know this, but I did. So we go an entire session. We're talking about multiple hours of them not being able to fight this guy, and they never knew about going back to town. Now, the second session, they go back, they try to fight him, rinse and repeat. They keep getting destroyed, almost to the brink of death, if not falling a few times. They try to fight him. Even if they do hit him, they're barely doing any damage, and then he goes into the wall. This goes on for several hours. Then the session ends. Now we go to the third session. So they've been fighting this guy now for three entire sessions. We're talking about six hours of one fight. And they obviously are not catching on on how to defeat this guy. They're getting frustrated. They're getting really upset. Eventually, I don't know what happened. I figured out, you know what, they're going to get him. They kill him. And Chris, Chris is on the show, was so furious with me. After this, he quit the game. He quit the game. He left. He said, I'm not doing this. That was BS. And you know what I learned by that encounter? Is, is that you really can't do that. You can't expect the players to come up with the plan that you're thinking of. They never figured out how to beat him. I explained afterwards. I think that just made them more upset. And I actually had a talk with them after and said, you know what, I'm not doing that anymore. It wasn't fun for me. It was excruciating for them. They just felt completely powerless to defeat this guy. And since then... I have learned, you know what, you really just can't come up with these elaborate ideas and these elaborate plans, especially when it comes to life and death for your PCs. You just can't do it. And I've seen most TPKs because of most TPKs occur because this is what the DM does. I myself have been in a campaign where we were fighting, we were actually just walking on like in the forest. And then we looked up, and way above us, there was a dragon. And it was me, Chris, Bob, and our GM was this guy, Seth. And I ran into the forest. Seth decides the dragon comes down, sees them, and Bob and Chris decide to fight the dragon. Well, guess what? They died. I lived. The adventure ended. And he said to us, well, you guys were supposed to run away. You weren't supposed to fight them. Because we did the wrong thing, we ended up dying. If you're a GM, do not expect your characters to do the right thing without giving them lots and lots of clues, especially when it comes to life and death. You just can't do that. Now, something else is, well, what about these characters that are really, really smart? This guy had an intelligence of 20. He wasn't just going to sit there. I mean, he's literally a super genius. He wasn't going to just sit there and get killed while he's just like, ooh, la-da-da-da-da, I'm just going to sit here. You guys kill me. Oops, what am I going to do? Oh, maybe I'll go into the wall, but no, I'm not going to do that. I'll just let you kill me. That is actually a big dilemma. It's like, how do you play your characters and monsters 
really, really smart, making them challenging for the PCs without completely killing them. Well, I actually don't. That's the secret. I, if I played my monsters to their max, they will die. It is that simple. I have perfect information. I know everything that's going on. I know how to kill the characters. Even if I get a weak character, I can really mess up the PCs. And 99% of the time, I play my monsters kind of stupid. I don't play them completely dumb, but I'll play them kind of dopey. Because if I go all out, they will die big time. And that's not fun for everyone. And I'll give you an example of how you could actually play this way without killing the party. So this actually just happened very recently. And the exact same players that we're playing with now, they found a sorcerer and they they brought her there she was in a room it was a very small room almost like a closet and they had her cornered so they blocked the room they were trying to kill her but she had a million defenses she had mirror images she had displacements like it was really really hard for them to actually hit her and they were going multiple rounds it was four against one actually five because they had a construct there's five against one and they just couldn't beat her. And she's just sitting there, not doing anything. And then eventually, when they almost get her down, she goes invisible. And they're like, okay, that's it. Block the exit. Make sure she can't get out. And what did I do? I didn't have her kill them. I had her climb up the wall, over the ceiling, snuck out the room, and escape. And she got away. Now... She was smart enough to know that, okay, I'm going to die here. I'm going to get out of here. And then she came back as a recurring villain, which made her really taunt the party. And it was much more fun for everyone. They were furious that she got away. They were not happy. They still talk about her getting away. But you know what? It was legitimate. I didn't cheat to do this. I also didn't kill them, which makes feelings go a lot better. And I also left a little bit of loot behind, which of course also made them feel a little bit better. But if she either just killed them by going invisible, that would have made them furious. If she disappeared and took all the loot, that would have made them furious. But it was more like, okay, she got away. We got to go get her. We'll be smarter next time. We know some of her tricks and we got a little bit out of it. That's how you do it correctly. You don't kill the party outright, especially if you have a way. You just make them pay a little. And you'll notice I do that a lot. I actually have characters run away quite a bit. And it's almost become a mantra. You'll hear Chris say that all the time. They'll say, oh, they're running away again. Well, yeah, they do. They're going to run away. They're getting beat. They realize, you know what? I'm going to lose. I'm getting out of here. And they've gotten better at trying to keep them in, and they will cast spells that will hold them in place, or they'll cast web, things like that. So that's the subtle difference between how to make an encounter that will actually kill a character outright versus how to make an encounter that's challenging, that is fair for everyone, and also doesn't leave hard feelings for the PC. Anyhow, so that was kind of a long story, but hopefully you got something out of it both as a GM and as a player. So let's get into this week's show. Once again, at the end, we'll have the big contest. I'm also going to have a new contest next week, brand new contest, and let's get into Roll for Combat. Last we left off, 
You met with Astral Extractions. They showed you what an upstanding, wonderful organization they were. You met with Hardscrabble. They explained how they're hardworking miners that are just looking to eke out a living and really could use the money. Neither of them bribed you outright. They did mention that Hardscrabble would add you as members of the clan and family. And Astral Extractions could hire you for future endeavors. And they have tons of money and a lot of work. But you are supposed to be just a neutral party. And you really have no say. I guess we'll find out. And then last but not least, you met with your members at the level 21 crew. They just gave you some markers, which you can turn in later. And then you guys bought some Geiger counters and 50-foot titanium alloy rope. Better known as 50-foot rope or space rope in Star Wars. Seems like it could come in handy. Chris Beamer is playing the Lashunta operative, Hiroji. Can't hurt. Do anything else? I presume you guys bring everything with you, including all of your extra gear. This really has yep. to do more with Mo because he's got a lot of heavy gear. Mo. Yeah, we're, I'm, we're bringing everything. Can I we put go. my backpack on you? Hold some of my stuff. I'm... Oh, you guys suck. Ha, 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 ha. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. Okay, at any rate, uh, here's my real question. Are we going to have a little spacecraft only to ourselves and no one else on it? Yes. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. Then yes, we bring everything we own. It's literally just you. So, okay, you go to the hippocampus. Hippo. Look at that hippo go! Most dangerous animal in all of Africa. Do you guys know that song? The Hippo in the City? No. Do do a search, do a Google search for uh, Hippo in the City. There's a great song there. So you get to the Hippocampus. It is a nice upgraded Ringworks Wanderer craft. I showed you a picture of what it looks like. It holds exactly four people. In addition, here is the sheet. And a little robot. Uh, Does it also hold like four and a half for a little robot to be added? That's the funny part. Robots are not considered crew. They're not people. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't allow their kind in here. Too messy to clean up. Yeah, they're considered cargo, and it does actually have a cargo hold. So Cheddar's banished to the cargo hold. Jason McDonald is playing the Soki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone Cheddar. That is a cool character sheet for the the the, the ship. Are you yeah, guys looking at this? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. So, yeah, just FYI, that's actually a very big discussion on the boards is can a drone be used as a crew member during combat? They never really considered it, and it kind of breaks it, and they don't really have enough intelligence probably to do it, even though they do have some skill sets. So the answer is not really. They're not considered crew um, so, yeah, they're kind of considered cargo. But it is fascinating because they never really considered that until people started to play the game. Okay, so it looks like um, we need to sort of assign roles then, I guess, maybe, huh? Yep. Okay, let me tell you all where you should sit. Uh, I'm in charge. Um, uh, who here actually has some piloting experience that can work for me? Me. Excellent. You can go over to the pilot station. That's great. But I have, I'm, I'm jack of all trades, so I might, my, might be... If someone only has piloting, I might be better served somewhere else. So, Okay, so Mr. Rat, do you need to crawl into the engine itself to be an engineer, or can you do it out here? 
I believe there's a station where I can do most of my stuff. Excellent. Your your highest skill is probably engineering, right? Um, probably. Though there's, I, mean, I could also serve as the science officer. What do you have as uh, for your pluses? You can switch every round if something happens. The way I was kind of, I was kind of skimming. I mean, I was kind of reading the combat rules. It seemed like science is actually good before the fight starts or in the early rounds before the ship starts taking any damage. And engineer, you can probably get by without an engineer until the ship starts getting hit. That is correct. All right, and the last thing I do is I look Mo up and down, and I say, uh, "Gun, go do gun, gun there." <laughs> oh, I know, do yeah, I do, I do the gun. Yeah, I'm checking good. out the go gun. Do you make a good gunner? What does gunner use? Uh, I think you want the attack bonus. It uses attack bonus or the gunner's ranks and piloting, whichever is higher. Yeah, you press the gun button. Press oh, really? Piloting? Oh. What's your piloting? Okay, yeah. No, but it's ranks. It's ranks. Oh, ranks. I have one uh, rank. Oh, okay. Oh, I have two in piloting. What are the other skills that come into play? It's engineering, piloting. Here, I'll give you a quick overview since it's been a while, yeah, and I, I actually know it very well. Let me give you the rank. Let me give you the, so the different roles are captain, engineer, pilot, science officer, gunner. In theory, you don't need any of them, but that's not really true. You definitely need a pilot if you want to not, you know, die. A captain really comes in handy because they can give you a plus two to any check, and they could also intimidate and taunt any opponents and give them a negative two for 1d4 rounds, which is huge. And they can also intimidate or demand and get you a plus four for anyone on the crew. They can only do this once per round, but they're really important. The engineer is designed to patch and hold the ship together as it's falling apart. Obviously, you need engineering for that. The pilot can just fly the ship, and there's all these cool stunts they can do, like barrels, evading, flyby, sliding, backing off, turning in place. They can do all this crazy stuff that you need a good, um, obviously, a good uh, pilot skill for. Science officer can balance the shields. They're the only ones that can rebalance shields. They can also target systems on the enemy's craft and try to fire at them specifically. And they can also scan the enemy's craft to find out information about them. And they'll give you, because otherwise you know nothing. You literally just see a ship. You know nothing about the ship until you do that. What skill is that use? Computers. It's all computers. Science is all computers. And then finally, Gunner is fascinating. That Gunner is a combination of you need a good dex modifier and you either need a good rank in piloting or a good attack bonus. Since Mo is a soldier, he has a plus two to attack bonus and his, his uh, dex is plus two as well. So he's going to be pretty good at that, actually. He is a pretty good, you know, he's going to be pretty good at Gunner. And what does Captain use? What skills? Captain uses Intimidate, Diplomacy, and Bluff. The one they use the most is Encourage, which is a plus two to any one single check per round, and that's Diplomacy. That sounds like a rusty thing. Like, you have all those, right? Because I have Intimidate. All of them, and all of them very high. Okay, yeah, I, I have fours. So, I, I think then, yeah, Mo is Pilot, uh, Rusty is Captain. I mean, uh, me is Pilot, uh, Rusty is Captain, Mo is Gunner. And uh, computers, of course, um, will be. That's going to be Tuttle. Yeah. yeah, Tuttle, and he can switch to between I computers. Can, yeah, and I can bounce from science to, to engineering, engineering station. Yeah, 
Okay, so let's just start this off right. Damn it, Tuttle. I need more from those engines. More! <laughs> uh, we're not even under attack right now. Don't question me with your Vulcan logic. We need to get out of here now! Now, goddammit, now! Okay, I got that out of my system. Yeah, and, 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 and let's let's have a little talk about the captain role. Just just to be clear. Yes, you may speak. Permission. I am not I am not part <laughs> of the military. You do not have a rank. Uh, you are just sitting in that chair because Mo salutes the captain. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I did be... not spend all this time to be called Mr. Carter. Call me Captain Carter. All right. Uh, <laughs> nope, that will not be happening. <laughs> nope. I mean, you're basically a figurehead. Uh, take your station now. A puppet you're, you're, captain. You're Captain Dunzel. I just I just realized I need to work up some. <laughs> I probably need to uh, work up some techno babble. Yeah, you really do. Captain Dunsell is a deep uh, original series reference that no one's going to get. Wow. I, I align the gyro calipers. Yes. That would be good. How about the inertial, da- inertial dampers online? And remember to reverse the polarity. <laughs> and look out for the tachyon particles. Right. Tachyon particles are, are always a thing. All right. So I'm going to be piloting. I've actually got a very high piloting skill. What's your piloting rank? Oh, it's only I have piloting one. Well, then you only get a one. Good job, because it's not your skill; it's your rank. For piloting, I thought that was for gunner. Nope. It's also it's one of the it's it's a subtle difference. You add the number of ranks you have to the ship's AC and TL, and so you get you have a fourteen in each. With your extra pilot skill, you now have a fifteen in AC and a fifteen in TL. Uh, well, why, to, to there's got to be something else, though, for that number, though. Why, why would you have an eight? Like, what is that number ever used for? Right. What do you mean an eight? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, because it's all the, the skill piloting is modified by lots of other things, and it comes out to a total of eight. Like, why? what do you ever use that for? You use that for the actual pilot skill for when you're rolling to do flying maneuvers. Oh, okay. All right, so that does matter. Uh, what I would ask then, though, Steve, is I don't think Chris was aware of the rank thing, and he is a skill monkey. Do you think Hiroji could respect to add one of his ranks to it? Yeah, it's not a big deal. I mean, next next level, I can add two ranks to it, and yeah. I'll be a three. Oh, I can max it out. Yeah, it's not a big right. deal. I mean, I get nine per level. I mean, it's one off. It's fine. It's fine in the sense that this is a small shuttle. You're not going across the galaxy or anything. Um, you know, you're just going to a quarantine area that's pretty close. What could possibly? What could but like, possibly if that happen? becomes my, if that's my regular role, then I will always, I can max it out. I'll have it exactly. maxed out every level. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. We, we probably won't need to know how to, you know, have space combat because the chances of us running into somebody else. It's very slim. Space is so big. There's it's true. Steve is all, Steve's already carving that on our tombstone. Yeah, I'm surprised they even wrote the rules for this because there's just no way two ships are going to just, you know, interact like that. Pew, right. pew. So let's go through a few items on the ship just so that you understand. It's a small shuttle. It has a speed of six, which means it can move up to six hexes per turn when you're flying in combat. It has a perfect turning radius of zero, which means you can turn 90 degrees by moving just one square. If you have larger, bigger ships, they actually have to move like one or two or three hexes before they can actually turn, and they turn really slow. But since you have a small shuttle, it can turn very quick. 
That's per hex. That's per, per hex. square. Okay, you know, it's so actually a turn four radius. Four squares. Zero. We can just do a three sixty and just like in three squares. Three squares. Three hexes. You can do it because it's a hex system uh, oh. for space. Oh. It's not oh. square. Yeah, so it's hexes. So you can go around in a perfect circle in three if you wanted to. You have twenty shields, which are automatically balanced: five forward, five port, five starboard, and five aft. In addition. You also have a trinode computer, a Mark I trinode, which will automatically give you a plus one to any three checks you want per round. Don't forget that. A lot of people forget that, but you can just add a plus one at any time to any of your checks. That's on the PDF for the hippocampus. That I is true. Know. Yes, I'm just going over yeah. it. You get a plus three to piloting. You get a plus two to computers. That's just because you actually have different types of defenses and computers built into the system the expansion bays have a cargo hold guest quarters and lifeboats in case anything really bad happens right. oh, on. On. it's not gonna happen and lastly you have two weapons on that you have a forward weapon which is a light laser cannon which does 2d4 damage in short which is only five hexes which means that you can shoot more than five but it's a minus two for every five so if it's 15 away you get a minus four i'm looking for that on the it's on forward weapons it's on forward weapons at the top and then there's a turret the turret is the coil gun that does 44 damage that can fire in any direction and is a long range do note you do have two weapons and if you want you can have people switch off as long as you have two gunners you can't fire actually it's not true you can do an action where you try to fire both weapons at the same time that you fire at will. You get a minus four to hit. You get two attacks regardless of arc, but it's a minus four, so it's not a it's good two, thing. Yeah, it's two attacks with different weapons, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's two different weapons, not the I same I believe so. I, I, yeah, it's like either the same weapon. I'll look it up real quick. The okay. easier way to do it is because also a minus four is pretty bad. Um, yet the easier thing is you just have two people. Like if you know if you don't need a science or the engineer, um, you can just have like Tuttle or someone switch okay. off. Okay, and the turrets uh, cover what? Uh, Three sixty everything. Oh wow, I, I, I'm surprised. Two D four or forty four? Why would anyone use the forward weapons? Big yeah, the turrets yep. better obviously. It's there you go. Yeah okay. Well, because if you had two gunners, you can use both. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And or if the main turret gets damaged, you could switch to the guns if you had to. I see what you're saying. Okay, I'm just... Yes. Mo, Mo, it looks like your head is starting to hurt. Shoot turret. Just shoot turret. Oh, okay. You, yes, you, sir, you, Captain. Yes, you sit there. You shoot that. Yes, sir, sir. Um. Oh, well, Captain uh, is expected yes. to go down with his ship if it comes to that. Oh, that's true. Yes, there, that's there, absolutely going to happen. There's no seat for you on the lifeboat, sir. Right, right, unfortunately. Not a problem at that all. That's my plan. That's where I'll be putting up my feet. <laughs> that's where your big gun will be. And I want... <laughs> <laughs> into it. <laughs> In fact, I want to lead by example and also make us all into a team. None of us will get onto those lifeboats. God damn it. Wow. Do you like padlock the entrances to the to the lifeboats, making yes, it impossible? Wow, and that's... if necessary, I put a little password on it just in case. <laughs> that's that's. You're all gonna go down with the ship one way or the other. Well, <laughs> unless, well unless you know the password, which well, I we won't forget those uh, plus one uh, checks every round. With that, if that's the case, yeah. 
So it almost looks like we're shorthanded crew-wise. Like, I, can you ever get um, like a henchman or hirelings to like join your crew? Is that something that's doable? Well, eventually. Well, yes. Right now, there's there's five different actions. Keep in mind, this has also been built for Starfinder Society, where you, st- you usually do six people. So you need more people than actions. Keep yeah. Mind. Like we're short a gunner and we're short like one either engineer or science officer. Well, then that's yeah, well. resource management. We we use what skills we have to enhance what we need the most during any particular round. That's all. Keep in mind, you can switch off at the beginning of every round. I will ask, what do you wish to do? And if everyone says they're doing the same roles, they can do the same roles. In theory, the pilot could just jump out of the pilot seat, jump into the gunner seat, and start firing, and then jump back like a round or two later. Now, of course, you'll be a sitting duck, but you never know. That might be worthwhile. Yeah, it seems like certain positions are conducive to that, and others are not. Like, the pilot is not really, but, like, engineer slash science officer is. Definitely. Um, Even captain might be, could jump into a gun, maybe. Sort of. They could, if you wanted to. Now, there's only one captain and one pilot at any time, but there's as many engineers, science officers, and gunners as you wish. Those right. So at some point, if possible, we may want to hire, like, I don't know, like this is not our ship, but eventually if we get a ship, we'll, we'll worry about it later. But yeah. there is no second in command. There's only one captain. I hope we're clear on that. We don't need another one, no. Okay. This is my, wait, wait, wait. This is my in party. Event, it's my, anything it's my happens charter. To me, there's... <laughs> anything, if, in the event anything happens to me, I do grant that Cheddar can take over as captain. It's it's your charter, but it's his vessel. Right. I think that's a sensible call. Dude, there's too many captains on this island. Cheddar is in the, uh, <laughs> the, the hold. Cheddar is in like a crate, like for pets. Well, it's going to be hard for you to hear him, but we can patch him through to the audio, I'm sure. Hopefully that's cool. refrigerated. In space, hold. no one can hear Cheddar scream. <laughs> we're right. too heavy get rid of the hold dump the excess weight you okay not do that are you guys ready to take off yes okie dokie mr hiroji take us out i'm gonna go with we think so i a thrusters ahead half speed make it so commencing countdown engines on <laughs> ejecting the car Oh, really? You, you couldn't even leave the station. <laughs> Let's leave behind the car. Delay that or <laughs> Okay. It only takes a couple of minutes for the thrusters to warm up. Absalon Traffic Control gives clearance for takeoff, and you may launch into space. Mr. Hiroji, All take right. it out. We do. I do. Heading, sir. I assume you didn't have any sound effects for that, Steve, so I was just trying to help. Vroom. I have no sound effects. Vroom, zoom. There's no sound in space. So you know what you hear? Nothing. You hear Mo eating grapes right now. Heading 754 Mark 3. Full impulse. Mo's going to uh, be eating potato chips into his microphone, and he's, it's going to be on that. all That's the time. Disgusting. That's disgusting. Oh, you mean in real life? So you're just sitting there, like, eating potato chips, putting them, having crumbs, like, fall over the yeah. console? It's oh, like the yeah. Simpsons episode <laughs> where he was eating potato chips on the space shuttle. There Is there anything go. that Mo will not eat? Um, like people? Sure, I don't know that. That's never come across. Uh... I'll have to ruminate on that. <laughs> we'll have to think about that. If it push comes to shove, you're starving. All right, well, we're ready to head out. The rat would taste best. The rat. Um, McNugget Chamber nominal. Um, 
polygons are at. See, I'm going to do bad techno techno babble since I didn't prepare. Uh, yes, Mr. Tuttle, I want you to reconfigure the optimization unit. So the shuttle is on autopilot. It's been pre-programmed into the computer, so Hiroji can pretend like he's actually doing stuff, but he's really not. And he's I got the, he's got the little Fisher Price wheel that doesn't really do anything. <laughs> Is like little beep, 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 beep. Hey, look, I'm a big boy now. Uh, you can see it's only going to take you about two hours to reach the quarantine zone around the Acheron and the Drift Rock. Along the way, you can get a good view of the exterior of Absalon Station, as well as the so-called Armada, the endlessly moving fleet of independent slit ships that surrounds the gigantic space station. You pass through the last fringes of the Armada, and there's nothing but open space between you and the Acheron. You can tell that it's going to be a quiet journey. I'm going to go into the stasis pod. We probably, oh, we probably don't have yeah, this. Quite enough to hear somebody chewing on potato chips. I activate the infinite improbability drive. Excellent. Heart of gold. Engage. Tuttle, you seem to notice something a bit odd. Uh-oh. What does Tuttle notice? The odd light is blinking on and off. <laughs> Sensors pick up a small ship that detached itself from the bulk of the Armada and seems to be heading towards you on an intercept course. Uh-oh. What were the odds uh, of that Cap happening? Captain Doofus, we have com we may have company. Weapons are hot. Ready to go. <laughs> Stations, everyone. Get ready. Should, should we take evasive action? Uh, not yet. First, uh, hail them. Communications person who the hell is our okay you I who's don't think eating is data thing. chips by the microphone hail them i think it science is. it actually is a thing is it yes um you try to hail them however strangely the ship's transponder codes do not seem to be working it's not broadcasting any identification code the ship does not respond to any hails whatsoever that's damn peculiar wait 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 that's their ship or our ship is doing that their ship doesn't seem to be having any transponder code that you can recognize, and they're ignoring your hails. Instead, we just we just hear Muzak. Shooting. Shooting okay. now. Long-range uh, weapons. Mr. Tuttles, scan the ship. An alarm suddenly sounds in the cockpit of the hippocampus. The mystery ship is armed and is targeting lasers trained on the PC shuttle. <gasps> what do you do? It's time for... Roll for combat. Nice. Ah. Roll for space combat. Space Mo. madness. Shooting. Shooting now. Mo, you you claim that we were not going to run into anything. What happened to that? Uh, let's see. Uh, is there? A, is this typically resolved through an uh, initi uh, initiative? I guess. No, it's done very differently, and we're going to get to that in, in a second. I will help you and walk you through this. All right. I know this quite well. I ran hundreds of these at Gen Con, so I got pretty good at it. It might seem confusing at first, but it actually goes really fast once we get the hang of it, like crazy fast. First up is, I will show you where the ship is. You see a very small ship. It appears to be incredibly tiny and zipping along. It's training its lasers on you. The first thing is, does everyone wish to keep their active actions, like captain, engineer, pilot? In fact, who is going to do what? I need to know. Moe's going to pull on the trigger as hard and fast as he can. Spray and pray. Captain Rusty Carter reporting for duty. Executive Officer Hiroji, um, pilot. 
That would be science officer Tuttle. Excellent. Okay. Now with that, you will Enmo. Enmo. Enmo is the gunner. Gun. Stepinski on weapons. And Ye- Yeoman Ch- Yeoman Cheddar standing there with a little <laughs> pad. He's not wearing a mini skirt though. Don't worry. Ah. <laughs> All right. So. The first thing is the pilot. You must run, roll a pilot check, which is a d20 plus your piloting skill. And I will roll one as well. And whoever gets the higher check goes later, which is obviously very important because you you want to go, you, you know, you don't want to go first because then you get to see what the other person's doing. Now, can this, are we going to get the, the, you said something about every roll getting modified or something, right? We get something special. Yeah, so the pilot check, it's basically you get, it's just your plus whatever. So you get what, a plus eight to your pilot? Yeah, but remember there was something you said to not Yeah, you also get a plus, um, you have a plus three in your piloting. So it's going to be a plus three to your piloting and your, it's a plus, so you have an eight. So basically it's an 11 plus whatever you roll. Okay, but wait, what's that? What is that thing about the ship, though? Right? Is that what you're talking? The um, yeah, the ship gives you a plus three to your pilot. He's talking about the plus one. Gotcha. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make it plus eleven then, and I'm rolling. Ah, thirty-one. That is pretty Ah. good. (laughs) And I roll a mere twenty-six, which means I go first because we'd rather go. Yeah, we want to be the receiving team. I think on that. Yeah. Yeah, since bi- since firing guns and stuff happens later, it's it's actually more advantageous to go second, so you can like position your shields and aim for the weak parts of their ship and stuff like that. Oh, that's good. Oh, so the ship moved twelve hexes and is literally almost on top of you to your forward starboard side. You now may move. And we move six? Fast little bastard, isn't he? Do we know anything about this ship, or is that like a separate thing? I can do some scans as the science officer when it's my turn. But I have to move first? Actually, engineering goes first. So engineering, um, well, that's not true. Helm and science go at the same time, so science officer, you may go now. Okay, I would have had to wait for him to get into scanning range anyway, so I think. That's, That's true. So there you go. You can scan it. It's your computer's. Um, basically, it's just your computer skill. And then and I get a plus two yes. to whatever for the ship computers. Yes. And now, the captain can go any time, by the way. Oh, and also we got that plus one to any three actions. That is correct. Should we use that, that too, or should we hold on to that? I think for you scan. get it per round, so. I think, I think I'll probably hold off on that for now, just in case someone else wants well, to use I think it. scanning we want to get done early. All right. Well, I'll use it. I'll use yeah, a point. Ahead, I'll use one of our plus ones. So this is actually going to be plus three off of whatever I roll. Uh, and I'm going to encourage you to do a good job at it. Okay. By which I mean, I'm going to make a diplomacy check to encourage you. Plus eight is seventeen. The DC is fifteen. Plus two times the tier. It is tier one, so it is a seventeen wow. you needed. So barely got it. it. Wow, you barely got it. So I get a plus two from that as well. So now I'm up to plus five off of whatever I roll. That is correct. Okay. Off of what skill? Off of computers. Oh, nice. Which is already pretty good. Of course, the roll two that I roll becomes a 17. Wow. 
Actually, that DC was good for me. So the scanning, oh geez, it was, I think it's like for every five you exceed the DC, you get one piece of information. That is correct. Sounds like maybe we made it, but it doesn't sound like we made it by much. I will say you actually did exceed. You find out. So the first thing is basic information, living crew, complement, and ship classifications. Is this actually supposed to be in... Oh, yeah, new pieces of order, con, yeah, new pieces of order continuing that. down the list. So the first piece would be basic information, number of people on the ship, uh, classification, size, speed, maneuverability. You find out through your scans there is one person on this ship. The classification is Death Head's Necroglider, which is a tiny interceptor. Its speed is 12... And its maneuverability is perfect with a turn zero. In addition, you get to find its ACTL, HP, SP, and core PCU, which is its power. Its AC is 17. Its TL is 17. Its hit points are 30. And its core power unit is a micron heavy, which is 70. I punched those into the heads-up display so that we can see them. That is all you managed to do. All get. right. Now we know what we're dealing with. They're unshielded. Let her up. Oh, wait. Sorry. They have shields. Sorry. They do have shields. Their shields are very weak. Sorry. I made a mistake. Their SP is three forward, two starboard and port, and three aft. So three to the front and back, and two on the sides. What what, what kind of weapons do they have? That's the next thing on the scanning list. So uh, to, get, to get weapon information, I'd have to scan again next round. Our turret is 360, right? That is correct. Ooh, that's good. Okay. My turn to move. What's the range on the turret? 20 hexes. What's our speed? Six. Okay. We definitely can't out, We definitely can't outrun this guy. Well, we can stay two ahead of him if his speed is also six. No, his speed's 12. Oh, He's right. twice as fast okay. as us. Yes, well. So I'll move there, and we can blast him on the, on the after his starboard or whatever. Did, did you actually go to ramming speed? <laughs> I zipped past it and said, let it rip. Okay, so that was the helm phase. You're now in the gunnery phase. And, Mo, it's all up to you, baby. Actually, okay. they go first. Uh, Actually, they, they go first. Uh, sorry, it goes in the order I forgot about. So they're going to fire at you first. And let's see what they get. A uh, nice. four plus... Well, Let's just call it a miss. Yeah, let's call it a miss. Let's just call it a miss. Four plus a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. And they barely miss you. Next up is you. Okay. Uh, I believe I am going to take a plus one for the... uh, Actually... Okay, before you fire... Okay. uh, Instead of trying to encourage you, I think the Vesk actually respond to a little stronger hand. Actually, you can't do that. You only get one action per round. So the captain uh, used up. Everyone okay. gets one action. Sorry, go ahead. Right. So you can do it next round, just FYI. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of um, okay, so the we've used the plus one how many times? Once. One. And you get it three times per round. So everyone okay. gets to use it except one person. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't use it. Okay, so, but Bob hasn't used it. You haven't used it. I think I'm the one last one of them. Person. Yeah, one of them went to waste, but you've got one you can use. So well, you might as well use it. I can use it twice. I can use it twice, though. No, the round ends after this. I know, by the but way. what I'm saying is, one of my abilities is to shoot twice, uh, fire at will, 
If I do that, I can, instead of a minus four, minus four, it'll be minus three, minus three. True. I think it's worth that's, that's even with ship weapons? Yeah, because we're, we're, we're pointing toward them, right? No, we're pointing away, but you're a turret gun, not a turret, though. What What kind of crazy pilot are you? You're, you, you're pointing away from them? Yeah, uh. I, I, I'm, I move past it and... You can use the turret gun. That's what I'm assuming you're going to do, right? You're yeah, talking, I you're could use, using both weapons. Yeah, but if I can, if you turn it toward this the, the, the ship, I can use both weapons. I can't use it. I can't use uh, the turret twice. Well, next turn. Ah, all right. So uh, I will use it plus one. I have a plus two base attack bonus and plus two for dexterity. So no, we want you to hit. Yeah. Well, it's plus five. Only plus five. That's it. That's better than plus zero. So go. Oh, wait. I rolled 5d20. And you got an excellent roll of 55. 55, although you... Uh, that's a uh, yeah, that's here tough. we go. Here we go. Hold on. Uh, 23. Oh, nice. 23. 23. You're cheating with them dice. You hit. Roll for damage. Roll for damage. What is it? 44? 44. Nice. Nice, oh, 12 damage. Oh, Hello. You put a hole in him, hopefully. You actually tell put me, a hole in me. them. You did. Go on, go on. So what happens is there's a thing called a threshold. And oh, if you I see it the on threshold. there, it's like whenever you hit one-fifth of their um, whole hit points, you do critical damage. So roll a 1d100, and one of their systems is going to glitch. You get to do that because you get the glory of the kill. 25. 25. You hit their sensors. So their sensors are now glitching. But just to make sure how that works, it's whoever's on their bridge right now, the console in front of them blew up with sparks at the sensor station. Yes, right? exactly. Okay. <laughs> Which is him because this is a, this is a fighter. It's a one-man ma- yep. one oh, fighter. One this man is fighter. a... Oh, really? Single uh, pilot? Single pilot, yep. Okay, that's it. Next round, we go again. Does anyone want to change the roles? That's it. That's the whole round. It's cut through quick. his shield, right? And did that is awesome. Yeah, that it basically awesome. cut through his shields, hit the hole. So it did two points. You know this only because you did it. Two points of damage went to the shields, and then ten points of damage went through the hole. And you did enough damage that you caused a crit. And the way crits work is... The first thing they do is they glitch. The second thing they do, which is basically a minus two, the second thing they do is a malfunction, which gives you a minus four, and anything that has the push action next to it, you can't do. Wrecked is the next phase. That's really bad. That um, gets a minus four penalty, and you get all these other horrible things I'm not even going to get into. And then after that, if you get hit again... It hits you personally. It will go through. The, that's like you getting shocked through, wow. you know, like the Star Trek, the, the thing right. explodes through, in through front. Through your yeah. You're falling wow. from the ceiling. Exactly, and, right. And then you actually get hit personally with with these type of weapons, which is not good. So we gave them a minus two with the sensory uh, hit, uh, hit to the sensors? Yes. Okay. So now, now we go so, again. So that starboard shield is gone now, right? That is the port. The, the Oh, no, it's uh, a starboard shield. Yep, starboard shield's gone. Okay, so that's so I'm gonna I'm gonna use that to my advantage. Like, hit them in the unshielded side, you know. Yeah, and and point the ship toward their ship. Right. Yeah. Or, uh, by if the way, that's, that's okay the with the captain. captain. You know. Damn it, Mister Hiroji! Turn this bucket of bolts around <laughs> uh, and face I know what the I'm enemy. doing. I'm flying by the seat. Of my 
<laughs> All right, who's doing an engineer? Uh, engineer, is anyone doing anything for engineering? Is check? science also considered engineer? No, it goes engineering, okay. helm, gunnery. So engineering is literally just the engineer. Since you don't need to divert, hold together, or patch, I presume you're going to skip that. Which brings us to the helm. Once again, roll a pilot check. Okay. At plus 11 again, right? Yes, I rolled a 28. Unless you, So you're adding your plus one, I presume. Y'all add a plus one, so that's 23. Uh, I have a 28. So my pilot beats yours, which means you go first. Science officer, you may go as well, and obviously captain can go at any time. You may encourage, or you may taunt the enemy, by the way. Which will oh, be right. Yeah, the science two. officer actions are all helm phase. Okay, I see that. I'm going to go do another scan. I'm going to go ahead and do another scan, because the next scan is for weapons and determines okay. how much damage he can do to us. Sure. And whether he's got, like, an, a full turret or whether he's got, like, just a regular gun. Okay. All right, so can, do you want to do that first? Yeah, I was going to go ahead and do that. Uh, okay. okay. Just roll your computer skill. That would be a 20. A 20. Which is actually a 22, which is actually a 22 with the plus two for the ship. And the plus one, free. Well, plus one. You got a plus one, not plus... Oh, wait, you forgot to put that in. So, yeah, so 22... Yeah, I didn't take the plus one, so... Okay, 22. 22... Unfortunately, you fail by one to get details on the weapon. You only get the same information. However, you do get to have a total of its armor class now. It only has 20 hit points left. It has out of 30 hit points. So, and you know there's no shields left on its starboard side. I did 12 damage, though. Right. Two goes to the ship, the shield, and then the shield. ten oh, goes into the, the hull. So what happens when the hull gets to zero? Your hit points this go to zero. This is a cool system. I like this. Yeah. When your hit points go to zero, you are just disabled, and you do not explode. You have to actually hit the hull twice. So if the ship has 60 hit points, you have to do 120 points worth of damage to make it blow up. Nice. So it's actually quite difficult to actually make a ship explode. For all intents and purposes, when they run out, they just literally get out of there and escape. Um, most likely. All right. Well, I rotated the ship already. Um, and uh, does that, how do you, can I rotate? Like, how does that well, work? Well, um, yeah. Well, if you want to do that, that is an actual. I have turned zero. Well, turn in place. You can just turn in place for free if you don't want to move at all. No, I, I, I want to turn in place and move also. Well, in that case, then you can just do a turn, a bank. Like, you can move up, turn, up, turn, up, turn. So, basically, you end up back where you were, and you moved three to get there, if you follow me. Okay, so I'm three, and you I have three have, more how, left. How, three yeah. more left? Yep. Because you have a turn zero. So, basically, you, you, you turn. You actually move, then turn, move, then turn, move, then turn. If you try to do it, it, it works out correct. All right, so I'll move there. Okay. You can turn after, by the way. So you move, then turn. So if you want to move your ship and then turn it, you can. Okay. Cool. So you're right behind him on his butt. But yep. Now, I'm um, on his tail. Kill it. Promise, yeah, he's going to move away. Yeah, I know. That's all right. That's what the turret's for. Did you use your plus one? I did. I did. That's just for initiative, though. No, we have three He's plus right ones behind round. you. I did use a plus one, but my role, all it is, is to determine who goes first, him or us. You, he, he's right behind you. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, back to the one bolt barrels. Got it. 
by the way, gunning happens simultaneously. Yeah. So, in theory, you can blow each other up because right, that makes sense. It's not yeah. fair. You win. Oh, there's no. Actually, yeah, it's he goes first on gunning. Up. This is actually all happening simultaneously. There's just obviously a disadvantage to going second in, in 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 maneuverability, but gunning. Like if you blow them up, they still go. And yeah, they, that makes sense. That's totally makes yeah, sense. Yep. Just FYI. Uh, you go, um, Mo. You can shoot. Okay. Uh, before that happens, don't roll. Well, sorry. That's fine. No, he can. That, I'll negate it. That's fine. That was an interrupt. Uh, before he rolls, I use my face for this action to make a demand of uh, of Mo. Specifically, literally, I lean over and I yell in his face. God damn it, Mo! We all know Vesk can barely have the intelligence to stay upright. <laughs> I want you to goddamn shoot that ship like it's never been shot before. So that's an intimidate check. Uh, there should be a minus to that because I already know that the ship has been shot before. Which I make, which giving you gives you a plus four to your attack. Ooh, ooh! So use that plus the plus one. Uh, plus. plus my regular. Okay, so that's plus nine total. Plus ten total. Nine total. Yeah, yeah plus nine total. You, you guys aren't using the plus ones, by the way. Because maths. I, I am using the plus one. I did use the plus one. Well, you got three per round. I got a 23. So everyone should be using it except one person. Yeah. Right. Well, so the gunner far, is uh, always going to be using it, so uh, I'm rolling now. Okay, now I rolled a one the second time. I've rolled oh, two ones. Two ones in a row. So We'll call that an automatic miss. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Oh, wow. Two ones in a row. Welcome to Starfinder. Yeah. yeah you know it's AC wow. with 17, and this thing could easily uh, shoot you. I mean, you, you could easily, uh, you easily missed with that. Now, it gets to go, and it's going to fire at you. So I think a 23 is going to hit you. Uh, minus two. <laughs> no, that's for scanning. That has nothing to do with anything else. Oh, and, oh okay. and it hits you with its gyro laser. A gyro laser? Oh my god! Oh, and it already... does one, one damage point of damage. It just hits our shield. Shields <laughs> it are hits shields. spicy pieces of lamb at us. Wow, that is it so awesome. It literally hits, it hits your aft and just stops there. Yeah, taking Mo lessons right there. Hey there, this is Steve. Little intermission from the Starship Combat. Hope you guys all enjoy it. And trust me, Rusty only gets much, much worse in the second part. He's really starting to let the captain role go to his head. It's quite funny. Bob is excellent at role-playing these annoying characters. He was a paladin once. Oof. I will tell you, lawful good is by far the most evil alignment around. There is nothing more annoying than a lawful good paladin. Ugh. So when you listen to this, we actually recorded this session in two different parts. The first session was recorded, and then the second session was either a week or two later, I forget exactly. I never do this. I never record combats over two sessions. The reason is that people forget things, and you really don't want to forget what's going on with combat. So on the second part, you'll hear some questions as to what happened in the first part, but I catch everyone up because I often have to take notes and try to remember ourselves. 
It's like playing a baseball game and getting to the fifth inning and then trying to finish up the game two weeks later. It's really hard to do. The reason we had to do it is just because it was taking too long and it was getting too late and we had to divide it up into two sessions. I never do this. I will divide combats up into multiple sessions, but I will never divide fights up into multiple sessions. It's extremely rare. As for Starship Combat itself, I love it. I think it is a fantastic system, and also once you get the hang of it, it goes really fast. I've played this a lot at Gen Con, and I noticed pretty much that people would do what we're doing here, which is asking a lot of questions, trying to get the hang of it, because there's sort of a cadence to it. But once you get the hang of it, and you see it actually goes really quickly, because there's only three sections to the combat, and most times you only do two, people sort of get into the roles and they know what they're going to do and they plan ahead. The only issue I have with Starship Combat is when you're in the ship, it's all or nothing, meaning that if you are the PCs and you lose, you're in trouble. I actually asked Thirsty this at Gen Con because I was playing and the PCs lost, and I wasn't exactly sure what you were supposed to do because in theory, don't they all die? And he said, well, yeah, they all lose. They go into the escape pods, and they lose the session. So that's my only issue with the Starship combat. Not so much what happens if the PCs lose, because if the PCs lose, they can get into the escape pods, and then I'll figure something out. The issue is when the PCs win, because there really isn't any rules for, like, boarding or actually, like, taking on the Starships after you beat them. And the way it works is if you beat them, this starship is just disabled. You actually have to do 200% of the damage on the starship for it to explode, which puts it kind of in a weird situation because why would a PC ever just leave the starship hanging around? And there's a lot of times where the starships are actually meant to be disabled. I presume this will get sort of worked out as time goes on, but right now it's a little weird as if you beat the starship, kind of what happens. I kind of have it that they go into their escape pods and that they can't be tracked and shot down. How realistic that is, I'm not exactly sure, but that's the way I'm playing it. Anyhow, let's get into the second part of the Starship Combat. It gets a lot smoother after this, and I also clarify some of the rules from the first session. So let's get to the second part of Starship Combat. So real quick, I looked up, I looked up for you, Jason, about how the scan works, but you were correct in the sense that once you find out one piece of information, it continues down the line. So I'm going to retroactively and tell you that there's one living crew member. I'm just going to go through it again. Basically, the way it works is that when you scan a ship, the very first time, there's basically five items you can get. And if you get items one through two, the next time you do the scan, you start at item three. And right. you continue down the list until That's you get totally all five. Yep. However, there is an interesting dilemma that they didn't think of, is that items, some of these items can change. For example, item two is their ACTL and their hit points and their S points. Um, which is uh, which is like how much shield damage points. shield points exactly, and they didn't anticipate that, so that that will also that you should go backwards and retroactively tell them how that works. And there's also another item that they messed up is that if a 
they only have a detail on one weapon, and then it says repeat for all weapons. But if you get three or four weapons, how does that work? So they basically said you keep repeating number three, which is detail on one weapon. And then you just go through each weapon until you're all done. And then you go to item four, which is another item they uh, messed up. Does all that happen on one turn? Yeah, there's well, a lot it, going it, on. It depends on how much you exceed the roll by. For every five oh, that see. you exceed the roll, you get one one additional piece of information. Got it. Yeah. And the way they wrote it is probably for space, that they sort of made it so minimal, but it's actually much more complex than I thought. Anyhow, I'll go through it again just so you can remember. So one crew member, it appears to be a very tiny interceptor that has a speed of 12. It has a maneuverability of zero, which means you can actually turn two degrees instead of one, by the way. That's how you're able to turn around on a point in three turns. Like you can go, you can move forward, turn twice, move forward, turn twice, move forward, turn twice, which basically gives you a complete loop. So it can turn very quickly. You have that too. Its armor class is 17. Its TL, which is target lock, which you don't have to worry about because you don't have missiles, is also 17. Its its hull points is 20, down from 30, because you did some damage to it. Its shields, its forward shields are 3. Its port shields are 2. Its aft shields are 3. And its starboard shields are 0, because you totally knocked them out. Its core PCU, which is its power, is 70. It doesn't really matter for this. And details on the weapons, I'll tell you what it has. It has a gyro laser in the front, which will basically just in a, it's just a um, it's just a laser. But the thing about a gyro laser is that it can also shoot on the port and the starboard. It just gets a minus to the attack, so it can hit three quadrants. And it has a light EMP cannon on the front, which will mess you up. It doesn't actually do physical damage to you, but it glitches out your systems if you get hit by that. There's uh, a lot to take in. Wow. And and I'll have another question when you have a second. I am done. That is as far as you got. All right, I'm quoting some text in D20 because it's a poorly written rule for the uh, for one of the captain abilities. Which, which one? I know all of them. It's the demand. Uh, the problem is the second sentence, the way it's written. I, I'm fine if it means you can only use this ability once through an entire combat, but as written, yes. it's stating that you can use it per each individual character. Yes, you combat. can do it once per combat per character. Okay, so I can just rotate among the other three for three rounds yes. and give plus four to each of them. That's fine. Okay, Once per combat. So you actually already fine. gave it to Mo. Yeah, I that's fine. Right. And you can't do it to yourself. Has oh, he? Yeah, that's fine. But it means that's. It, I should honestly like open combats with plus four, plus four, plus four. I thought I rolled with. But I thought I rolled before he actually gave it. No, you didn't. No, he, he you didn't. You gave it. Okay, he gave it last okay. time, I remember. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. The way that works. And you can do taunt, by the way, which you didn't do. I now. haven't, but I. Because I wanted. I was having fun yelling at those guys. It was just. True. It was just taunt is very good. I'm just. So. Anyhow, let's continue. So the first thing we do is we say and ask you all, does anyone want to change their roles? I Captain, got, engineer, I, pilot, I got science. this. I, I'm piloting like a champ. Turn the ship! If anyone wants to be captain, I will treat you like the mutinous scum you are. Don't worry, Captain. I got this. Yeah, we could have a mutiny. I guess I'm going to stay at science for now because most of the engineering stuff implies we already took damage. And so far, I don't think we've taken, we've taken a, much yeah, of yeah. any damage. I think our shields took a ding, but 
You took one point of shield damage to your aft. Your shields went from four, sorry, from five to four. Yeah, if if we could get this thing uh, wheeled about, we could use another gunner on our on our. Uh... You know, why don't I switch to the guns? I'll switch to the I'll switch to the uh, the one that shoots forward. You stay yeah, on the apparently turret. Apparently, you can use piloting ranks for guns too. It's weird. Okay, so with that, um, Captain, do you wish to do anything during the engineering phase? Uh, engineering, no. Because if Jason is moving to guns, I'm going to actually smack him along the side of the head this round to give him plus four to hit. Excellent. Well, keep in mind, we got to get it so that it's in the front, it's in the forward quadrant, or else I can't Back shoot. to your station! Yes, so if the pilot will finally stop acting like a coward and face the enemy. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm a hotshot, uh, you know, uh, loose cannon pilot. Like, you've never seen that before. <laughs> um, so with that, roll for... Who gets to go first? So you roll and then add your... Ooh, my pilot ranking. I got a 15 because I rolled a 1 and get some plus 14. So if you beat me, you get to go second. Wow, what a waste of a 20, Chris. Oh, that's good great. job. Uh, he rolled a 12. He rolled a 12. It was actually good. Oh, 12. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you get rolled a 12. It's Chris. He doesn't roll 20s. Come on. That's true. So my guy will go first and... He will do something fun. You beat my 20? No, going no. second is better. Oh, that's right. Second's right. better. Oh, yeah. Now, if he messes up our systems, does that affect us on this turn? With that yes. forward gun that screws no, up? No, it doesn't. I thought no, it was simultaneous. It is simultaneous, so it won't affect you this turn. It okay. affects you just, next turn. Just check. Simultaneous. Unless he does this. Oh, oh great. He's going to do a flyby. Which is the ship moves as normal, but it tries to move through one hunt, one hex occupied by an enemy starship without provoking. And during the gunnery phase, I can select one of my arcs of my shipman's weapons to fire at the enemy vessel as if it were close range against any quadrant I want. Oh. Like, oh, yes. So let me see if I make it, oh, though. no. The flyby is actually quite difficult. So let's see. Here we go. Plus a 14. Oh, that provokes. That will beat provokes. the 22 needed. Mm. So he successfully flies by and he's going to get an extra shot at you next turn. So let me just move the rest of his movement. Well, not if he's dead next turn. Captain, he's coming in inverted. Can you manage to get us in line so we can shoot him? Of course. Him? I'm hearing a lot of talk from you and not enough action. <laughs> I got this, Captain. I can't wait until I can use my yell at him power on Chris. All right, so he flew way above oh, you. He, he turned on his cloaking device. <laughs> yeah, he did turn on his cloaking device. He's pretty far away. And next gunnery round, he's going to get at least one free shot off you, depending on where you end up. So he moved through us and moved all the way up there. Yeah. But he's all positioned like that still? That's, That's okay. Kind of, yeah. yeah. He didn't have to turn? He did turn. He didn't move the full amount. Wow. Outstanding. He's got a 12, so he can move really far, and yeah. he's got a zero maneuverability, so yeah. he could move 120 per hex. So you can just, just spin Degrees. in place if need be. Yeah, that's actually okay. an option, but then you'll go anywhere. You go. You move. Okay, so you how does the firing six. work again? You have to face... Well, the turret can go anywhere, but you also have a forward cannon, but it has to face him in the forward arc to hit him. 
We're going to give Hiroji a cardboard box with a bunch of buttons drawn on it. <laughs> if you want, just move him to where you want to be. And I mean, that's all I do. I'm not going to show you the full movement. Okay. So... Uh, I'll move that way. <laughs> okay. And then you're going to face. Uh, to well, face you can it, do one, and then you can go two, three, four, five, six. You can't go that far. You only move a six. That's right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you that can do right. that. Yeah, that looks right. That looks good. Finally. All right. That's done. Gunnery is up. Now, I we actually go simultaneous, but I will go first since I lost. And they are going to fire his gyro laser at you for free evasive maneuvers too late <laughs> that actually is an action which chris could have done by the way but he decided not to uh, no we wanted him to face i'm him. a very green pilot yeah you are no i think we want to use our adva our maneuvering advantage when we have it and put some hurt on this guy yeah so 18 well, he rolled well plus six easily bypasses your your armor he will automatically hit you on the, uh, we'll say, we'll say the aft. Nah, we'll say the forward. Well, we're facing him now. Well, it doesn't matter when he does the flyby. This is the flyby oh, attack. Oh, yeah, he, no, he this can, is the free yeah. attack. He this is even the real attack. Yep. The precision strike. So three points of damage on your forward shields. For So you're now down to two on your forward shields. Now he does his real attack, which is going to hit you again with Remember the Remember that we laser. have to shake back and forth in our chairs. Oh, that's a seven plus a whatever. Not that's enough. Not probably, nearly enough yeah. to hit you. So his second shot misses by quite a bit. You are up. Uh, you being the gunners. Yeah. I would say the gunners are up. Which one okay. of you wants to go first? Um, the now, Chris, you said we could use our piloting for gunnery. Is that is that you even can right? Use, no, you can use piloting the ranks. ranks. Yeah. Or you could use your base attack bonus. Okay. You being vast, yeah. you might want to use your plus two instead of your plus zero or plus one. I'm just saying. Well, that's the thing. Like you have a, a base attack bonus progression of one, so you like you'll never even have to take ranks pilot. Like for me, or for like some caster who has a base attack bonus of like two thirds or one third or whatever or one half, um, would always want to use ranks. Because your ranks will way outstrip your. Now that back. said, mechanically, it's built for the concept of only a one per level progression for every single person. That's correct. Yeah, Mo, you get a plus five. That's yeah, your that's, plus that's five. what I thought. I'm looking right. at the five. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to walk now backwards and plus, see how I you got can get to a plus. That. It's well, three ranks of pi piloting and a plus. No, two it's not three base. ranks. It's impossible. You have you don't have three ranks. You only have one or two ranks. You can never have more ranks than you have. Nice levels it's impossible aren't i oh. that's points not ranks ranks is how many ranks you put into it yeah, oh i'm looking at class you put bonus. one rank per level up to a maximum of your level i kind of okay, wish i so put a rank in piloting in this level then oops all right I, um you probably well, hell, i might as well roll uh okay i'm gonna be using the hippocampus's uh coil gun which is 44 uh, damage. Uh, I get a plus five. I'm going to roll now. now. Don't forget, you also can use the computer. That gives you a plus one. You can use the computer up to three times per round. It gives you a plus one. And you guys haven't used oh, it at all. So that's right. don't forget so to do that. I'll be on a plus six then. Yes. Okay. Shoot. So shooting. Oh, actually. Well, same result. Uh, uh, 
So you rolled a 16 and you missed. I think I need a 17, right? Pretty much. Jason is up. Jason, you is, it's your pilot rank or your base attack bonus. Which which are both plus one. I have one interrupt. It's your dex modifier. Oh, okay. As well. That's actually pretty good. That's actually plus two for dex modifier. So two for dex modifier, one for either base attack bonus or piloting, and then one for your. I know. Don't worry, Bob. We'll get to you in a second. Plus the ship's computer bonus, which is a plus two. So you get a plus five as well, Jason. You're the exact same. Right on. Now you could also get the plus one for the computer to assist you. So you get a plus six, and then if Bob wishes to encourage you or demand of you, you can get uh, more. Oh, it's going to be a demand. And in fact, let me make put that out there. God damn it. I'm sorry, Dr. Tuttle, as you want to be called. I know you want to sit there chewing on your test tubes and not getting anything done. But I demand that you do something better than the rest of your race has ever done in their lives and shoot that goddamn ship. Wow. <laughs> Let's see if shocking racism motivates me to hit. So now with the plus four. Oh, no, he has to roll. He has yeah. to roll a DC. Oh, right. He does yeah, nothing he until rolls. he rolls, right? <laughs> yes, he has to roll plus a DC. Plus four to your check. Yeah, if you roll a DC 17 check, Bob. Oh, yeah, me. Right. Uh, 11 plus, yes, plus nine for my intimidate, or for my uh, diplomacy, so 20. <laughs> that was very good diplomacy. Yeah, I think it's intimidate for that. It, yeah, intimidate Which is, is also different. plus nine. So yeah. Oh, plus. really? They're all plus oh, nine. Wow. Well, so you got a twenty. Your DC was seventeen. So you easily demand of Doctor Tuttle to do his best. So you get a plus four on top of. So you get a plus ten total. Uh, That's an ability you're all going to enjoy as time goes off. Okay, okay. I don't want yes. the racist to kill me in my sleep. So I <laughs> guess I'll I'll try to make sure I hit. So now I'm at plus ten. So here we go. Nat 20. Nice. No. You, you tell, tell, oh, you tell that cheese. No, I had plus 10, so that was a 10. Oh, oh yeah. 10. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. So not, not a, a nat 20, a 20. <laughs> I messed that up. A hit. Yeah, we'll hit. hit. So oh, wait, you hit, hit because of the plus four. Racism works. Oh, hell yes. Wow. You wrote it. Wrote it. And there's our message for the evening. Racism yeah, uh, works. And for anyone listening, I mean in the subject of the game for a dick human. Let's be clear about that. Not beyond that. Yes. These are all fantasy characters. Oh, the fantasy you're, all, you're a filthy human. Oh, my God. Filthy human. Yeah, so Barkley. you hit we're the off, port. We're off sensitivity training after this is over. <laughs> Roll your 2d4 damage because you're using... Oh, you're using the turret. So wait, who used it? Who used the... No, oh, no, Mo, no, Mo used the turret. Oh, used then sorry. The use the light yeah. laser cannon, so it's 2d4 damage. Jason? On its... Woo! Four, four damage. On its port <laughs> side. On its port side. And he took some damage already, so now his shields are gone. And you see pieces of his hull go flying. And now we start over again. I peeled some pain off of him. So, once again, does anyone wish to change their roles? Hell no, I'm doing a great job. Until we take a little more damage, I'm going to stay at the second gunner position. That's what I like to hear. All right, well, let's roll off to see who goes first and second. Seven plus 14, 21, Chris. Got to beat that. Okie dokie, I can do that. I can't do that. No. Yeah. Yeah. You got an 18. You don't, so you go first. Well, let's kill him then. 
Wow, but his, his shields yeah. are down on that one spot. Yeah, he's going to be moving. We're going to get one attack. He's so gonna we're going to going first, so let's kill him this round. That's not how it works, but you can go. Yeah, plus our stuff is effective. Right, so round. I move first, and then he moves. Right. Right. Right, and then combat. When we fire, we it's simultaneous, so even if you blow me up. So the, fi- the firing is simultaneous after all the moves are resolved? Basically, I mean, it still goes, I go, whoever goes first, it's like, it's an advantage in a sense that you know what happens, but if you kill me and then he fires, he still gets to fire. So you can both blow up at the same time. I understand that, but okay. Um, Mutual elim. Uh, almost done. I like getting up close and personal. Do you want to consider the move through that he just did against us? Ramming speed. Ooh, ramming speed would be fun. Yeah, our shields against his hull. Are you, are you stopping there? No, I'm, I'm continuing. This is very, very slow. Um, but that almost is good. Hold on. One more. Yeah, it almost doesn't matter where you put the ship because if he I figure beats I put it, us, he's yeah. going to go around our... I know. I, put, I figure I put it towards. at one right next to him. Yeah, that's probably just as well. Um, but, you know... He'll be able to do Hello. Yeah, he's maneuverable enough. He can put himself wherever he wants. Yeah. All right. I'm done. But I like getting close to him. That means that he can't get super far away, you know, in one turn. We'll get some pot shots after him. I'd like to point out that there's a section of the rule book that, invo- that has the phrase transporting between ships during combat. Excellent. I don't know when we. Whoa. I don't know when we might get to do that, but wow. that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's. Uh... Probably going to involve some rules. Oh, wow. He is freaking far away. Yeah, he knows his shields are gone. Yeah, he, so he went all the way behind you, way the hell away from you all. Yeah. So, gunners, you guys can fire. Only one of you can fire. Only the turret can fire. You mean the coil gun? Yeah, the yes. turret. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so... um. Our systems are affected by something that happened last turn. Is that something we figure no, out? Or is every that turn, re- no, it resets every turn. Oh, I thought he did something last turn that affects us now. No, he did. He attacked you, and that was it. And he fired oh. on you, and that was it's. It's very quick. We're going slow. But okay, so I'm just going to attack then. Yeah, just attack. Okay, I'm going to use the uh, ship's computer with the plus one. So I've so got that d20 plus six. Six roll, and I'm rolling. I rolled a 22, so you hit yeah, 22, his basically. forward yeah. shields, so do damage. 44, that's a lot. Here we go. Four damage coming. Yikes. 13. Wow. Yeah. It's away. Uh, so you actually right. hit him so bad that he actually took... His children felt it. His children felt it. He actually took two more crits. Because every time you lose 20% of your hit points, you actually get an automatic crit. So roll a 1D, 1D100. Oh, boy, I remember this. So I get to roll this twice? Yes, because oh, you hit good. him so bad. I think, we already, oh, screwed, I think we already screwed up his, I want to say, life support system. You in the first. messed up his sensors. That's the first mm-hmm. one. Oh, sensors, right. Sorry. Okay. He doesn't really right, care. First plumbing system plumbing is next, right? 42. A 42. Ooh. That the mini affect, bar. The mini bar is that down. Can affect <laughs> weapons. Roll a one oh. d two on which weapon you hit. Two. Okay, you hit two, which I'm going to mark off. 
That's glitching. So one of his weapons is now glitching. That nice. isn't good. That's what we like. Excellent. Okay. It doesn't affect this round. It affects next round. And now you roll another one. Okay, roll you hit second. Knock out his other yes. gun. Oh, 92. 92 is the power core. That's what we want, the power and core. The power core is actually pretty good because the power core, um, well, that affects engineering. Probably the speed, I bet. Yeah. Uh, a very popular Leopard album back there, the power core. Power is engineering, unfortunately, so he doesn't really care. So, no. no, but you, there's actually engines. Engines is engines. Do we want lower or higher numbers, or does it just kind of not matter? Well, you can see on the sheet, 1 through 10 is life support, 11 through 30 is sensors, 31 to 60 is weapons, 61 to 80 is engines, and 81 to 100 is power core. Oh, so, there you okay. go. Um, Anyhow, well, I guess I play Sudoku this round since I have no no line of fire. So I'm going to now fire at you. That four ain't going to cut it, so he misses you completely. And now we go again. Does anyone want to change their actions? Uh, I don't believe I went no. that round. I think we're in good shape right now. No, you didn't, Bob. Yes, uh, so I would actually like to taunt him. Okay. Ooh. Okay, so to do a taunt, you just roll. Well, it's your taunt. Right. How do you do that ship to ship? How is that done? Do you do you laugh at the superior? <laughs> yeah, the oh, that's basically the... what you can do. It's bluff or intimidate. I would think you could like turn off your comm system. Uh, I think somehow I want to intimidate him. So basically, what I'm going to do is actually somehow transmit a message, basically like bat signal, into the sky. Please don't bring up minor science facts like we're in a void and there's nothing to bounce it off of. It'll just confuse <laughs> everybody. No, it's like Wrath of oh. Khan. I'm there's, laughing there's at your superior, superior intellect. intellect. Oh, there's I know, but I need gas comms in for the that. Uh, void. There's a lot of gas that projected on. There you go. So that's right. It does look like there's gas on this. If you're in the Mutari Nebula, there is. I don't think we're in that nebula. One sec. So yeah, it's going to be intense. Or you just drop trow and moon them. Ah, rolled terribly. Thirteen. Thirteen. You call him a elderberry, and he's like, what are you talking about? Nope. Uh, taunt does not he work. He doesn't know what elderberries are. He's, he has good self-esteem and does not respond to your yeah. taunt. He's nope, thinking, not oh, that's, at all. that's some English thing. He doesn't know what that means. Anyhow, next up is the pilot phase. Ooh, I roll a 28. Beat that, Chris. Okie dokie. What's your pluses, Chris? Wow. 28. Oh, my right. God. Oh, hey, that's a crit. 20. No, Natural. we roll off. Nope, we roll off again. That's all that happens. So we roll oh, There again. should be a rule that natural 20 beats any of I don't see your 28. Up. I don't see that. It says 14. Well, I get a plus 14. Oh. So I don't have time to continuously put pilot. in. He's got a I don't good have time to put in there. all the pluses all the time, so I'm just doing it yeah. in my head like a genius. Okay, so. Okay. 27. Nice. Nice. 27 and 19. Oh, good oh, Lord. Seriously. 29. 29. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you so go first, Chris. All right. You know, to have to have a plus 14 at first level, you, you have to so min-max. It's crazy. Maybe he's not first yeah. level. Yeah. I was just looking Who at said it this person's first level? Yeah, he's not first uh, yeah. level. Also, to be fair, you realize we're totally winning this fight. Yeah, I know. All right. So let's do this like we do. Just get close to him. Uh, yeah. yeah no, so far, he's like knocked our drinks out of our cup holders, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! 
Son of a bitch, I just had this thing detailed. <laughs> you know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to bother to rotate because it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I move. Pretty much. Really? Well, you're facing awesome. the same way. I mean. Nope. He's, I'm facing. I'm giving him my ass. Yeah. Really? I'm showing him ass my ass. Ass to face. Why would actually no? I'm not doing that. No, no, no. Wait, oh, wait, oh, I don't know. I think you locked it <laughs> in. You took your hand off the piece. <laughs> I didn't you take my hand off the piece. Yeah, yeah, you did. You like you like tapped your monster. You took your hand off. You attacked. Right. It's too late. Right. Admit it. All right, that's fine. Yeah, because the thing is that we can't fire our forward weapons this way. You so. hit the button that's on okay. the chest clock. He's There's so no fast; it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. All right, well, he's going to do the flyby again. Very risky move. Let's roll that. Eight. Yeah, plus only 14 so let's see what that is does he make does he make the 22 he makes the 22 easily so he's gonna get a free attack and then he's gonna go where are the escape pods that's where he is he literally went all the way around in a circle (laughs) oh he's just saying okay he ends up no he ends up he's one square from behind you he flew around in a big arc and ends up right behind you so he actually doesn't Oh, yeah, that's true. He can do that, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. got a 12, and he moves 120 easily. He's I just doing did the, donuts yeah, around us. Very easy. Yeah. Um, you go first. You get one attack from your turret. And that's not going to have a uh, any... That's all right. You're, you're going to mess the... him up. Okay, so I'm going to use the uh, computer, get a plus one, plus my usual five, and we're going to roll, and we are going to get an eight. I rolled right. a two. I rolled a two. Didn't even come close. That is a miss. Man, I didn't get so that sound, though, so yeah. that's good. Uh, is that going to be the only attack that we get this round? Yes. yes. Yep. That right. is it. So right. he gets to attack. Excellent you already did, piloting You already skill. did your taunt this turn, by the way. No, but I does he uh, get was, intimidate as last well? Turn. Does he no, get No, we're still on this turn. No, we're still on this turn. Does Cap does Yeah, Captain no, now get he gets... Uh, no, no, he only gets to do one action per round, and he did it. Captain, round. he's right behind us. What do we do? Steve, I'm counting up by the number of rounds that uh, Chris is moving the ship. Oh, but he's keep moved in mind, the ship you did four times. I've only had three actions. Yeah, you missed one round, so not by choice. That's why oh. I said I hadn't gone. That's why I was going. Oh well, you went last. You, you already a... did your plus. Yeah, the taunt was so. last round, so I have a action this round, right? No, no, that was engineering. You did that. No, because you added a plus to Jason. That was two rounds ago. Oh, so you did a last round? Yeah. Okay, you can yeah, still we do round we just rolled for initiative again. Night. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, you missed the initiative. I'll say you, you can go back, but you still won't make it. I mean, it's only plus two. It won't even come close. So. For, okay, fine. But let, let's let's work out a process for this in the future. Well, so when he we says combat's going to start, that's where you got to uh, like, I'm going low. to give uh, my encouragement this round to... Um, your pilot, he needs... The, well, is the engineer going to try and heal shields? He hasn't gone this round. He's not an engineer. He's And I can't switch I can't switch and during the sense. turn. Okay. The, uh, the pilot, you've already gone this round? I have. Okay. Everyone All right. Gone. Fine. There it is. Look out the he, window. He attacks. He easily hits you on the forward shields. Easily? Not easily. Barely. Uh, oh, you're not putting your pluses he? in. Oh, uh, yeah, plus 14. Yeah, he, That's not with the plus uh, Well, 14. no, no. Actually, his gunner is a mere plus 6. So oh, he hits you with a 22. Um, ooh, he hits you for 8 points of damage. So bye-bye shields, and your hole goes from 35 down to 29. Shields are, uh, he's our, our aft shield? 
No, your forward shields, because he did. This is the flyby, and he can shoot oh, at any quadrant gotcha. he yeah, wants. Forward shields are down to zero. Hull damage. Now he's firing his weapon during the gunnery phase. It's basically he does his flyby, which gives him a free attack, and then he's going to do his attack during gunnery phase. Yeah. yeah, he's getting lucky with his flyby. That's a fifteen plus a six, so it's actually Whoa. a four because of things. He still hits you once again. This one's on your aft. He does five points of damage. It takes out your aft shields. Those are gone. And now your aft shields gone, Captain. What do we do? Eight points of damage, which I believe is that one. Is that twenty percent of your fall? We're losing structural uh, integrity. Yeah, eight is seven. Seven is our twenty percent. Did say this craft was equipped. So with he crits you. Forty-seven. What? what do you mean crit? He crit us? Every twenty percent of your every twenty percent of your hole that goes away, you automatically get critted for both parties. Oh, we don't want glitchy weapons. So that will hit your weapons. Let's see which one it hits. It's gonna hit. That hits the turret. The turret is glitchy. Why the turret? Why is a three a turret? It it goes one, two, three, four, and a turret is all quadrants. So there's nothing in the three quadrant, which is your aft. So it hits turret automatically. Um, Okay. What, What does the glitchy condition do? Glitching means that you get a minus two penalty using the turret from now on. Oh, we can we can work with that unless you patch it. No. Engineer. Engineer. Okay, new round, Bob. Brand new round on everyone. Does anyone wish to change their roles? Surprise, surprise. Tuttle is going to switch to engineer. There you go. What you doing that for? Oh, that's good. He's got to fix your turret, I think. Okay, Tuttle, you're up. If you okay. want to, uh, We're in the engineering round. Captain can great. do something too. I am going to, Tuttle is going to patch the turret, which is a engineering check. Um, DC looks like it's, it's, a, it's just a glitching, right? Yeah, so it's just a 12. It's really easy. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to patch the turret. Don't forget you get a plus one. And Rusty, you're not switching anything, rolls or anything? No, no. Okay. Power has gone to my head. <laughs> no, we, we <laughs> the power is. We need a captain. <laughs> Every Think of the power. Her captain. But the fun is, this t- round, I'm going to get to yell at our goddamn pilot. You have no Go. idea. It is. Well, since I have a plus 12 in engineering, and it's a 12, I pretty much have to roll a 1 to fail. Right. Nope. It's a skill check, oh, yeah. so you There's can't no way you'll do that. Fail. 31, you failed. Uh, okay, I mean, you're totally fine. You're, like, literally push, like, one button. Yeah. I know, you're all the yeah, 19 to 31. You push one button, you're like, okay, guys, it's fixed. Yeah, I do the stereotypical yeah. Hollywood movie where I just give it an elbow and it starts working again. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Fonzie maneuver? Yeah, the Fonz move. Yeah, yeah. Fonzie <laughs> in the jukebox. <laughs> so the glitch is gone for now. If it takes crit again, it goes to malfunctioning, and then you got to re-jigger um, it back to the way it but was. It, but it's, 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 it's fixed, though, now. It's fixed until it takes damage again. It's 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 very good. It's and when it's glitching, it's not that bad. If it starts getting menu f- malfunctioning or wrecked, it takes multiple rounds to fix, and it gets harder and harder. It's not good. There's also a temporary patch that you can do for one round. That's like it will it, move it down two, two steps. It takes yeah, it down two steps, but only for round. one round. Yeah, this so is you're a permanent fix. Duct tape is more powerful than your engineering skill. Oh, that's such a good thing. Pilot is up. You can't give him a plus for the pilot check. That's not a, that's not one of the uh, actions, by the way. Oh. Pilot check is a roll off. This, I uh, have this. No addition. Uh, then he actually. Uh, hold on. 
I rolled a 15. Ooh. A 1 uh, for 15. So, right. Actually, does he get any roll at all during the course of his round? Yes, he will get a roll if he wishes to do a stunt, like a back off, a barrel roll, and evade. Flip and burn, fly by, slide, or turn in place. Well, turn in place doesn't need roll. I do have to learn these things. Okay. I will uh, learn well, you're not going to be doing those this turn, Chris? No. That's fine. Then I, I will I'm encourage uh, Mo for his shooting. No, that's all. Well, my skills are far too valuable. To what is encouragement? Freaking plus fighter. two. So well, they you go got first. an eighteen. I'll take it. Hey, I would have hit last two so times. I ago. go first, and yep. you go second because I rolled terrible. Um, he I'm is going to do. Pilot. You are a better pilot for now. Uh, he's going to do back off, which makes him move backwards. He rolls a. Uh, 12, 12, so that's a 26 that easily 26. makes the DC of 12 needed. So he's going to back off. Well, if the DC's 12, there's no reason to roll. Actually, you're right. right. That's right. You're right. It was just for fun. It was for dramatic effect. Just to show us that you could, huh? Yeah, so he goes, he literally backs up. It's like beep, 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 and he goes back there. Right or you back can to just the turn us around. You know, Steve, you, you seem to demonstrate three-dimensional thinking. Two-dimensional yes. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, play, play this. Play the wah sound. You're not allowed with the Star Trek references. Yeah, if you, when you fail a Star Trek reference. Yeah, I feel bad about that. Womp, 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 womp. Sad trombone. All right, there we go. So now what are you going to do, Chris? Oh, okay. I prefer that you uh, address me by my character name. Ha. Sorry. Hiroji, what are you going to do? Roji is going to do something. You're actually right. I should. I actually almost always do that, but for some reason I messed up. That's as close as Hiroji you can get. Okay, so you have to always have the front of your ship pointed towards the direction you want to go. Always. Okay, these are. So that's where you end up. That's where you are. That's the closest you can get. Now, it doesn't really matter that much, but when you get a slow ship, oh boy, does it matter because you have to move one or two squares before you can even turn your ship. Let's just fire. Who's firing? He's going to fire at you. You're going to fire at him. Let him go first. That's no, damage. No, That's the wrong thing. All right. Oh, I go first. Uh, he hits you with a 20. Two points of damage on your hull, which isn't fair because oh, they really wanted to destroy you. So that's 26. Keep going. Now you go. Um, okay, so first I am going to encourage him. Uh, Mo, I don't know if your people use Mr. or any other thing like that. But at any rate, Mo, uh, <laughs> you know, that hat, you're you're really rocking it today. I think you can definitely draw on that for your shooting. And Captain, may I just say it's very helpful to hear encouragement from you uh, as, you know, your subordinate. It's it's very helpful. It's helpful. Wow, support yeah, it up. No problem oh, wow. at all. Now, don't screw up. Um, all right, so I've got plus eight, and I'm rolling. I had an 18 plus eight <laughs> is 26. Nice. You easily hit him. Do your damage. And damage is 46. Oh, 44. 44. 46. Where are you from? Oh, wow. Seven. You rolled... A seven. That is some crappy, crappy shooting. Yeah, sometimes but you do crit another that. system. You crit another system. You go. Roll a one d one hundred. Twenty-four. Who's twenty-four hits the That's sensors. The sensors again? And now they're malfunctioning. So here we go again. Start of a new round. Ship doesn't look like it's in good shape, by the way. His. 
Oh yeah, his does not look good. Good. Um, yeah. Okay, you can decide. Is anyone changing any? Yeah, roles? we might get. Oh, he's gonna maneuver. He, he's More got guns. maneuverability. It doesn't matter. Oh, if we win. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. So we basically uh, it's probably gonna back off, but still, more guns is more good. Or you can, yeah, we can bolster our shield. Time. Jason, what are you gonna do? Or, Actually, uh, I'm going to switch to science. What's Tuttle gonna do? Uh yeah. So Tuttle's on science. Honestly, helping you with the shooting seems to be the best. Thing. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, encouragement. The front is... guns though are short range. They're really short. Okay, yeah. so you. Okay, anyone doing anything during engineering? No, because you don't have an engineer, and you already used taunts. Where's so... our engineer? Pilot. Pilot More check. Power. I roll a 32. You rolled a 13. You go first. Okay. Oh, is, since we're in the helm phase, I'd also like to do a target system. Yes, you may also do your science officer thing. Okay, so I'm going to go for target system on his engines. Okay. Basically, just for the rest of you guys, it increases our chance to crit because it makes a crit a 19 or a 20. And if we do crit, we automatically choose that system instead of rolling on the table. So we don't get the stupid sensors again. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So you roll your computers. It's all computers for you, baby. So you need to get a 13. Oh, no, a, a 18. And I have a plus 10, so shouldn't be too bad. Watch, I just jinxed myself. You did. Uh, should I yeah, use one of did. our plus ones? Of course. Definitely. All right, I'm going to use Actually, one of our plus 19. ones. Sorry, it's a 19. I made a mistake. All right, so I'm using one of the plus ones. There you go. 22. So you target their... Target engines. 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 All right, he goes. I'm going to slow him down if possible. He moved very far away from you. <laughs> that's about 12. Your turret will hit him, but that's it. So... You go first on your guns. That's all we got anyway, yeah. So I've got a plus one from the computer, a plus two from the encouragement of my captain. Well, this is some new encouragement. I want to tell you, Vesk and the war were all shifty, miserable bastards, but goddammit, they knew how to shoot a gun. (laughs) I want to see you be like a Vesk. Be the Vesk. All right. uh, You know, you and him going to get a room, and I get all this hostility when I'm shooting a gun. Well, uh, you, I was using a different skill. You don't, you don't, you're not going to intimidate a Vesk. It's, it's, I think we're impervious. I think that's our racial. You, know, you might want to sleep oh, no, with actually, one eye open, forgotten. I did the demand on you last, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, at the first round of the thing. All right. So I'm going to run, uh, we're at the gunnery phase, correct? Yes. Okay. Just rolling plus eight. 26. Nice. Hits away. You hit. And you. No, it's not a crit. It would have been Just if you rolled missed, in. It would have been 19 or 20. Yeah, it would have been 19 or 20. Actually, you missed by. Yeah, you missed. Um, okay, roll your damage. That's a little better. 12 there damage. Wow, that's a lot of damage. Okie dokie. And what does it hit? It hits the engines. <laughs> roll 1D. Oh, it automatically. Yeah, does it crit? Does it. Is that how that works? It automatically hits the uh, area when it does a crit, Jason? I believe so. Let me double check that. Um, If that attack deals critical damage, it affects the chosen system. Yeah. Okay, so the engines are automatically hit and glitching. So so I don't roll the D20, D100, right? No, no, no. So he uh, he automatically has you hit the engines and you did damage to him. And he actually doesn't do anything to fire back at you. Uh Uh-oh. Okie doke. 
key. So something happens when you hit him. So the whole ship seems to just kind of like fall apart and is now drifting in space and there's nothing left more or less and the transponder goes dead so you have more or less disintegrated his ship wow oh, prepare so, boarding action really? yeah there's no there's no boarding it's there's nothing left to board oh the ship was like the size of a motorcycle oh are you serious yeah. wow yeah we, we were fighting the wookie speeder <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, um, it was literally for single person that's all that was left so congratulations yay you yay! beat you beat Crush. him we beat the space motorcycle <laughs> i wanted an explosion though yeah i know it's I a warp for a breach yeah well now here's the question where did that come from yeah that that's a minute tar targeting was that launched from the rock or from the or from the ship it actually came from if you remember it actually came from the uh, armada that circles around as you're reaching as you're uh, approaching the ship um the acheron you actually saw this ship break out of the armada which is you know like the millions and not millions but thousands of ships surrounding the um spaceport and you saw the ship break off and attack you oh so it followed us kind of yeah, it kind of did like a... Um, slave one move. Yeah, slave one move. This literally read my mind, John. Yeah. <laughs> Search wow. for treasure. Yeah, is, it, <laughs> well, is there any point in searching for debris? Yeah, that's what I'm no. thinking. Or even yep. like actually the black box. Let's find their data. There's, there's nothing like yeah. that. I, I was too effective, you guys. I mean, if you want me to pull my punches, you know, I will, but... Yeah. You know. I said we wanted the live prisoner. The ship is also, there are things you can eventually get on the ship that might allow you to do salvage and stuff, but you guys are on a, a shuttle with weapons. It, it's, you just don't have enough equipment to actually do any of these fancy things you want to do. You need it's a, a much shuttle more. with weapons and a terrible name. Yeah. We're, yeah. Uh, that's, that's we're it. That's all it does. Diplomatic mission to Alderaan is. It, yes. Yeah. That, it's just, it's just gone. And yeah. that's all there is to it. Um, so with that, you can continue on your. It actually was going on autopilot until you took over to initiate the firing of weapons. The red alert and proximities all die down on the ship, and it now automatically switches back to autopilot and oh, continues on its way. God, we're back on oh, autopilot. Oh, my captain, you're still captain, yes? Oh, god damn it, yes. Captain, you may want to have um, our engineer fix our shields while we are in transit. Dr. Tuttle, do you and believe you'll be able to damage. take care of that? Oh, now you're asking nicely. <laughs> I was just trying to really get you going earlier. Sometimes I find it's effective. Maybe you should get going and fix your own damn shield. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's mutiny happened faster than I yeah, ever expected. Yeah, that didn't take too long. <laughs> well, have we been gone for 15 minutes? Is Cheddar standing no, right I'll behind do, him? I'll do whatever, repair, whatever sort of repair actions I can do. Uh, do you need any help? I could help you. So how I... it works outside of combat is you can, unless it's significant damage, you basically have the time and energy to rebuild the shields. You can't fix the hull. That requires a spaceport, and you guys have some hull damage, but the shields can all regenerate. You can patch up the systems. They are still considered patched. So if you get into another combat, 
for in all intents and purposes, all that really happens is your shields are full, you still have hull damage, and your systems are all patched up. And, but how, then if they and get so the turret is considered patched, and if it takes damage, it goes to level two malfunctioning? Correct. And okay. how much hull damage have we taken? You took, I think, eight eight or nine i have to look at the sheet i put it away. Oh, I think it's nine points right. of damage not a lot you have 35 yeah. so yeah that's 20 like, okay yeah it was a little more than 20 that's, right. that's why you took so can, that's why you took uh, the damage on the weapons as long as we can get to where we're going that's the main thing yeah all right so with that the shuttle continues on its way it only takes about two hours for you to get to the quarantine area Sure enough, as soon as you get to the quarantine area, alarms go off and you can see all these warnings that are going off, basically saying, warning, warning, do not approach, quarantine zone, quarantine zone. Like all these official statements from Absalon Station and the government warning you and that you can be destroyed, your ship impounded, fines of like a million credits. And then all of a sudden you see all these overrides appear in the name of Yaxian and you see that everything goes fine and it all clears and goes green and ah. now you have access to the controls to dock with the Acheron do you want to do you want to take Excellent. a look and see what you find yes oh yes oh yeah so you so look out the window and sure enough you see the Acheron an old prospecting and mining ship that has obviously been very hard used and a lot of years on it. It is boxy and ungainly. It's been patched and repatched over and over again. It has tons of scars of countless micrometeorite impacts, and it's faded from the exposure of radiation of space. It appears to be floating in space far from Absalon Station. And the only companion seems to be a large misshapen asteroid which people have been calling the drift rock which is tethered behind the ship on long tow cables the acheron transponder broadcasts a repeating message that the ship is under quarantine by order of absalon station security warning away any curious onlookers and would-be explorers obviously you're able to override all those warnings and never able to approach the ship without triggering any alarms that is what you can see and those are automated right Yes, those, those are automated. automated. It's not like people that were... Okay. No, this is a ship, as far as you know, has been abandoned and everyone is dead. Okay, just that's what I thought. i just making sure it's... So you can see the Acheron. Um, you can do sensor checks, if you wish, and scan or do visuals or whatever you want. You still have all the actions, basically. The only action you really might want to do is a scan. You obviously don't need to do engineering or anything else but you can do all the rest of it yeah actions. let's do some scanning god i wish we had someone at the science station i mean if there, if, can we take 20 on a scan if we're not in combat can you take a 20 on your scan if you're not yeah in if combat? we're not in combat i mean sure i can't see why not yeah it's no critical failure oh, that's very cool so that's an automatic like what do you got like a 32 or something Yeah, that's a good 30. call that's a very good call jason yeah i'm checking is that computers so it's computers plus 10 naturally so it's a 30 okay, plus the so computers you, for the two plus two computers for the ship itself yeah so, so you, you're more than enough you're able to easily scan it you can identify the ship as a medium transport that can carry a full crew complement of six people the sensors are unable to get a good reading of any life signs that might be present on the ship 
However, you do know that the aft airlock is open, exposed the interior of the ship to a vacuum. Acheron is armed, though none of its weapons are currently active. Its power supply is outputting bare minimum energy, enough for life support, gravity, and basic ship functions. And that's about it. Excellent. This thing is a tomb. Obviously, I will share all that information with everyone except uh, Rusty. (laughs) So I know nothing. That's fine. This reminds me of something called Azanti High Lightning and Traveler. (laughs) So good. It was a spaceship that you can go on. (laughs) And we're going on a spaceship. Let's do it. I think, can we park ourselves into the bay of that? We park our ship into the There's actually three docks. There's one to the port, the starboard, and the aft. So the one in the aft is open to space, and the other two are not. You can do any of the three you wish. I think we should do aft, just like we can control that, and then... And then just do the full sweep and clear. I think they're kind of inviting us in with the aft. Yeah, let's go. So you guys are going to dock in the butt. Yup. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> How can you resist? Okay, you guys dock in the aft. And let's pick this up next week and see if you guys survive the ship, the haunted no! ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. Oh, it's it's going to be fun. There's nothing. There can't be anything wrong on a ship floating in space. No, it's totally <laughs> in, hard. In, in quarantine. Mean, uh, oh, this Ghost is our mission. Ship. Yeah, this is, I'm sure there's no need to quarantine the ship at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, we'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's actually a it's actually a leisure vessel before this. So you just got a little out of control in the party. So you'll have fun. So here we are, everyone. We are announcing the grand prizes to the podcast contest giveaway, where we ran it for approximately two months, where all you had to do was review the show. And now we're going to be giving out the third place prize, second, first, and grand prize. Remember, if your name is called, you must claim your prize by December 31st, 2017. All you need to do is write us here at contact at rollforcombat.com and we will follow up with you and you will get your prize. And make sure you come on the Discord channel and say hi to everyone and brag about how you won. We've already had several people win and talk about it on the Discord channel. Everyone will congratulate you and secretly be envious of you. And once again, you can find the Discord channel on rollforcombat.com It's right there at the top. You just click on it and you'll be taken right to the channel. And also don't forget on the Discord channel, we're there all the time. I'm on there 24-7. And you can also see pictures from every episode. This one, you can see all the starships. I actually even put up the statistics for the PC starship so you can see what they were running. You can actually see images of the battle map for the space combat itself. So first up is the third place prize where they're winning a $25 Amazon gift card plus a Roll for Combat t-shirt custom made just for you. Remember everyone, these are chosen completely at random. All we do is just randomly select it, make sure you enter the review, and that's it. This one is by Sinneth on Stitcher. His real name is Frederick. And congratulations, you won the third place prize of $25 Amazon gift card. The second place prize 
which is a $50 Amazon gift card plus a Roll for Combat t-shirt, goes to Deliveran Z. Real name is Morgan, I believe. Sorry if I mispronounced it. From iTunes in the UK. They just submitted a review a few days ago. And congratulations. Contact us and you will get your prizes. The first place prize, a $100 Amazon gift card and a Roll for Combat t-shirt, goes to Will Diaz from Facebook. You entered a review on Facebook. We're getting them all here. Again, this is all random. Contact us and we'll get you your prize. And here we go. The grand prize of a $250 Amazon gift card and a Roll for Combat t-shirt goes to... Whoa, this one's hard to say. You Will Vonkano. U-W-I-L-N-V-R-K-N-O. His real name is Albert, and it was a iTunes review. Congratulations, Albert. You have won the grand prize. $250 Amazon gift card, t-shirt, and the envy of everyone listening to the show. Contact us, and we'll get you your prizes. For the user upset, don't worry. We're going to be giving out something to everyone who entered. We're going to send you something in email in a few weeks. We're still finishing it up. We'll get that to you soon. It's going to be really cool. And we are going to have a brand new contest next week. Brand new. I'm actually getting the prize hopefully in the next day or two. And it's going to be really cool and completely unique. Something you won't be able to get almost anywhere else. So with that... Thanks for listening to the show. Once again, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and anywhere else you subscribe to podcasts. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Definitely come by the Discord channel. And again, thank you everyone who entered the contest. Sorry if you did not win, but don't worry. I am going to be using those entries for future contests. So your entries will not go to waste. You'll be able to potentially win future contests with the same entries. We will talk about that more next week. And otherwise, I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that those ghouls don't want to steal your soul. They just want a hug.